Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 21st of July, 2018. I want to thank everybody. I put a note up um, who sent me birthday wishes yesterday. Uh, very much appreciated. Um, we went over to my sister and brother-in-law's house, had a big cookout. Um, you know, the nieces and nephews were gave me some nice stuff, mostly the pictures, Got some great presents uh, from my mom and obviously the family. Um, what else did we do? Uh, oh, my niece Suzanne, who can bake like crazy, who's 14. Um, they made cupcakes, chocolate, chocolate, and she made a frosting and knock your tongue out of your mouth. So I ate, I ate my sugar for the month, that's for sure. Um, but I thank them all for that and everybody obviously associated and not on the show for their uh, generous uh, wishes, and I appreciate that very much. Um, also, too, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because when you inspire and put out verbiage like that, that's what your subconscious mind is picking up. Rather than all the negative horse shit that's out there, I'm telling you, that's why I keep coming in here. Keep listening to this show. I know what's happening. I want to thank Travis Dirks, too, for his uh, donation. or Or should I say, we don't call it that anymore. Now, basically what you're doing is you are bringing money into the company. We are investments now here, both in M&M and FBC. But here's the thing. Travis was listening to a show John Bruni and I did. He loved it. He sent something to us. And when you send through PayPal, just do it through uh, family and friends because if you send it the other way, they're pulling fees out all the time. So that's just to let you know. That's up to you, but it's much easier that way. But thanks, Travis, and everybody else. Um, go out to um, FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Don't forget about our Winners and Champions, Inc. That's our top product. You can't beat it. And I'm telling you right now, it's a lifelong product that will give you whatever you want. Also, same thing, FiorelloBarbellCo.com. We talk about investments. Well, there's a page there. It's called Prosperity. Go out and look at that, what it means. Because when you give, 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 you need to return. All right. Uh, there's a twenty-five, fifty, and one hundred dollar investment. Do that because you get free things with each one. And I'm telling you right now, we are the best show out there. I'm going to bring him in momentarily, but we got the great Mark Haydock on here. I mean, that's the quality of people in here, man. These are people that not only are outstanding in the world of strength, but their character is outstanding. And when they come in here. It's not just about training, but I will tell you this, and I'm going to ask Mark the first question this. This is my opinion before we go to Mark. I still believe strength is the basis of everything because I'm telling you right now, I know what it's done for my life. And when you are put to the test, when the gun's to the head, you have to perform. But we're going to get into that. I want to just keep rolling with the show. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at the show. I believe this is the third show I've done with Mark, but I do believe that Mark and I in the next 30 years are going to be doing a ton of them, and they're all out there, everything. There's almost a 1,000 shows now up. Um, also, too, go out to uh, motivationmuscle.com, sign up for our free newsletter, goes to our MailChimp account. Boom, it's all there. Look at our brand-new investment page. You come in here and advertise. I, put, I rewrote it, put it on the top. 
of Eminem. Uh, now you call me. I'm not even going to bother going through the semantics of email and all that. Let's talk direct. Let's get you in here. Let's get a little more revenue in here and get some revenue for you and work together for the next 30 years. Also, our YouTube channel, um, Real Men, Real Power, Real Strength. Go out and just look at all the video. There's going to be more. I know I say that, but there will be, I promise. Go out and look at all that, too. Well, as I said, we got strong man Mark Haydock on here with us, and I'm going to give you some information on this gentleman. Number one, he's a strength competitor, a strong man, stone lifter, power lifter, and he's a former rugby player. And before I bring him in, we're going to talk about one of my favorites, and one of the reasons I went to the trap bar was because of the bicep tear. The bicep is fixed, but I do believe supination is a great way to protect biceps because of their ability if you don't, t- and there's no guarantee, all right, with them. I know we hear that with everybody, but here's the deal. That little muscle does so much with stone lifting, and I think most people dismiss it. And, boy, when you tear it, then you realize how important it is. And one more thing, I can't wait to get with Mark on this, too. You know, I've had people come up to me and say, well, you know, you do an 800-pound deadlift with a trap bar. It's not the same as a straight bar. You know, it's considerably less. And I'm looking at them, I'm like, really? You out of your mind? How much How much different difference can it be? But I want to hear Mark's opinion on it, too. Hey, Mark, welcome back, brother. It's always an honor. Um, I've been looking forward to this show big time. So welcome back to the family, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, quite a bit's happened since last time. Um, as, as you know, you may know, I, I did the um, did the dinny record on the hold. Yep. Um, we were up there a couple of weeks ago doing a bit of training. We were up there with um, the Nickel Stones, Brett Nichols. Yep. Loads, loads of stones. We, we did some walking on the bridge with the Nickel Stones. And then uh, on the way back, uh, stopped at the Inverstone and then detoured off to do the Ardvillic, which is actually the biggest, um, obviously aside from the Dinnies, which have got rings in, they're a different kind of stone, but the Ardvillic stone is the heaviest lifting stone in Scotland. I think it's 158 kilos. Yep, mid threes. Yeah, and there's only, I think there's about 10 guys have had that, you know, lapped. As far as I know, there's not many people have uh, have cracked that one. Wow, wow! So yeah, that was that was more recently. But we're we're now on the the kind of wind down for the gathering two yep. weeks time. Yep. At Potart with the Dinnies, Hard Blair Stones are going to be there. Uh, I believe they're bringing the Inver Stone up as well. Yep. Um, tell everybody, t- tell everybody what you did with the Inver recently too. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I, uh, I shouldered the Inver. That was pretty good. Yeah. It was Sunday. So, yeah, good, and, all good. Yeah. And, I, and I was telling Mark before we came on, you know, we got Stevie Shanks on Monday. So we've got the organizer pretty much of that whole deal with the gathering. And it's going to be very interesting because I probably haven't spoken to Stevie in about three months. And I can't wait to hear what transpires. And as you know, we just had Charlie Oliphant on with uh, A.E. Russell for the documentary Granite. And that probably, it looks like it won't be till the first quarter of 19, but they're doing it, they're doing more interviews, et cetera, et cetera. So, boy, there's a lot of buzz around here right now. Um, what else, Mark? What, what else we got going before we get into the trap bar? Um, 
Well, the, the, yeah, the big focus at the minute, the big push is this um, gathering in two weeks where I'm, I'm going for this um, side-by-side walk with the Dinnies. Uh, it'll be a year to the day since I snapped the Achilles tendon, yeah, which is quite a big deal. But a lot's happened in that year, really. I mean, three months after I snapped it, I went back up and lifted them. And like I say, two, three months ago, we were back up there and I got the timed hold. So it's all good, but it, it, again, it's like you were saying earlier. This comes from this like positive mindset, and you've got to have that strength, mental strength, as well as physical strength, and the, the two go together with everything you do. Mark, um, what, what what do you fear? When, I mean, obviously, you didn't have it fixed, the Achilles, when it was snapped. Um, when, when you came back from that, when you felt like it was time to do it. I mean, can you describe what I, – I, I mean, I'll just tell you when I tore the bicep and had it fixed in the first time. I, I don't think it was so much a fear, but when I walked up to grab that stone for the first time to lift it, there was apprehension a little bit because I don't care who you are. You, you, you can be the greatest of the greats. Um, the first thing on my mind is, is this thing going to hold together? And once I got that first rep, I never thought of it again. But what what did it feel like the first time, you know, after the injury healed up? But, I mean, you're walking up to him now. You had some serious stuff. What do you think, if you remember, what did you feel mentally when you walked up to the Denny's for the first time? Um, not a single doubt. Awesome. Not a single, yeah, not a single doubt. But, you see, you've got to put faith in the process, really. Yep. Um. I actually had the non-surgery route. Yep. Um, you have this um, medical boot that incl- inclines your foot, and each week over six, seven weeks, the, you decrease the angle of incline to stretch the tendon back out and so on. But you see, I trained all the way through with that boot on. Yeah, yep. You know, I never stopped. It, I couldn't squat properly, obviously, because I had this damn boot. Correct. one leg four inches out and the other. But I made a wooden block to put under the other foot so that I could stand level in the boot with a block under my other foot. And I was actually squatting. That's amazing. And you know what? I was what? stupid. I was, I was squatting, say, 200 pounds for 10 reps. That's awesome. And then I was, doing, <laughs> I was doing the trap bar. Yep. And I actually I actually pulled 670 on the trap bar in the boot. That's unreal. And, and it's on my Instagram, if people don't believe it. It's on the Instagram. But you've got to have faith in... The, the consultant surgeon actually said to me, he said, when you put this boot on, walk on the boot. Yep. Don't, don't, don't sit in a bed for two months. He said, you've got to be mobile and you've got to put load and weight through the tendon. Yep. It probably didn't mean 670 pounds. No, I doubt that. Tendon. Right, but, right. But, but the actual, the consensus is that when you put load on a tendon, it strengthens it and it increases blood flow and increases healing. And, and it did. I mean, yeah, yeah. You were very, so. very fortunate, obviously. Um, all right. Let I mean, I know the trap bar is a staple in your training. Um, yeah. Let, let's talk a little bit about the trap bar, the construction of it, because you know we know they're diamond. Uh, we know Al Gerard uh, invented the trap bar, and it was mainly because of some things with him. Um, and we know lower back, we know the supination, all that. But what is it, how were you introduced to the trap bar? Was it an injury at the time, or did you see a definitive connection to the stones, or did this all happen by accident? So take it away. 
Um, it, well, it, it was a combination of reading around subjects, but obviously I'm an engineer, you see, by trade. So you've got you've always got that engineer in mind, and you look at things mechanically and levers and so on. And it kind of dawned on me that if you use a trap bar, you can do a lot more heavy work mm-hmm. more frequently, and you're using just about every muscle that you would use in a deadlift, but you do protect the lower back. Because the lower back is the thing that always lets people down because it's not actually a very big muscle. Right. But just about everything you do, the hinges and pivots, whatever phrase you want to use, through that little lower back, you know. And um, you get these other guys, you know, that you get powerlifters and they'll be saying, oh, you should only deadlift heavy once every three weeks and all this kind of stuff. That's no good, is it? Three weeks no, between no. heavy sessions. Nope. I, I can hit that trap bar and the dinnies, oh... I, I, I'll, be, I'll pull heavy poundages four or five times a week some weeks and, and I don't get any fatigue in the lower back but the transfer to the standard deadlift the difference is negligible yeah yeah, absolutely negligible the, my best um, and these are raw lifts these are belt only lifts my best conventional deadlift pull was 733 and the best trap bar pull I've done is 755 that's awesome man god they're, dog. They're, from the, yeah. they're from the standard 8 inch height yep yep so the carryover the, the loss if you were to analyze the benefit you know pros and cons do you want to be plagued with like four back injuries a year or do you want to sacrifice 20 pounds on your deadlift and train it like a maniac and you work in the grip you work in the traps you work in the laps you work in the quads you work in all those muscles really hard but you're not getting any back injuries. And, and that's great for your mental belief. Oh, yeah. You can attack things thinking, oh, God, I hope the back holds out. And, yeah, you know. be, because you and I both know you walk into something and you're thinking, uh-oh, my back's sore today. Uh, yeah. You know, you, we just talked about the power of thought. Uh, you, you yeah, could, doubt, you, doubt's yeah, the biggest enemy. Yeah, right. You can bring an injury right in you if you don't look out. Um, yeah. This is why I want. All right, so you obviously are very proficient with the trap bar and the stones of anything, um, and obviously you can train these on multiple days or every other day. However, you're coordinating this with with recovery or whatever. Um, when you are training the trap bar, uh, because this is going to be a big question, I know from all of our family, and, and we're getting a lot of new listeners too. Is this? All right, let's just say you're, you're training trap bar and dinny stones that day. And I know you press and all that. I've seen so many of your videos. But let's just say we're going with those two movements, and we're going to do them in conjunction the way you said three, four times a week because you can do that. Now, I know the question is going to be, all right, how heavy is he training the trap bar? And we know how heavy the dinnies are, okay? So are you... And and rep wise too, because we've got plenty of time to go through this, and this is such a great topic here. Trap bar. Um, what are you doing weight wise? Are you going to the wall every session? Are you? Well, I have about three sessions that okay. I vary with this trap bar. Um, okay. If I, if I'm if I'm a fair distance out from a big event, I have like what I call a building phase. Now the building phase for the trap bar. The, the, the session would run like this because I, I do a lot of supersets because okay. I train on my own most of the time and it gets boring. So if you do supersets, you can get more work done 
you know, you're banging that, and, and it's, it's it's also like a form of cardio. Your second exercise, you're hitting it fatigued, so yeah. it just builds a bit of mental toughness and just like bear wrestling strength. I call it. <laughs> you're doing stuff tired, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, so what what I would do if I was doing the building phase, this is how it would run. I would superset trap bar mm-hmm. with bench press. Okay. And the bench press is purely this this secondary auxiliary lift just to just to keep me busy. Now, I break the trap bar down into this. It's quite a clever system, even though I say it myself, because I use like warm up movements. Yep. To literally warm the body up and increase the weight, and then and then we work at the top end afterwards. And you get the extra carryover because you're doing your big trap bar lifts after already doing quite a lot of lifts. Yep. So you're doing things for tea. So when you when you then drop these preparatory lifts out, you end up with this bigger pull. So the first thing we would do is what I call trap bar upright rows. Oh wow. So if you imagine you stand with the trap bar and you literally just row it. So it's not really a shrug, this is more of a high pull. Yep. And it's not a case of doing it strict like a bodybuilder. The, the first set you can do it really strict, and then obviously if you add a bit of weight, you can get a bit of a you know a bit of a leg kick and a hit. But after each set of trap bar high pulls, we do a set of bench press. Okay. And that could be say two hundred and fifty pound five reps. Yep. And then we do another set of high pulls, and then we do two hundred fifty pound five reps on the bench. Yep. And then we do another set of pulls, and, and so on and so on. So we might do five or six sets of the pulls. Followed each time with a set of bench press. Now, are you are you staying on fives with the trap bars, singles? What are you using for the trap the bar? Trap bar at this stage, there'll be sets of eight. Sets of eight, like okay. Said, these are like um, they're almost like a conditioning lift and a warm up. You're just getting blood flowing. Okay. And it's not about maximum weight on these. Although each week I do increase it to show like progress mentally. Now the next exercise will be trap bar shrugs. Okay. So again, but we do say four sets of maybe eight to ten on these, but each one is followed by a set of five on the bench press. Okay. Okay. Then after that, we we then go on deficits. So we'll stand on a maybe two-inch block. Yep. And we do four sets of five or six reps, stiff leg deadlifts with the trap bar. Okay. And each one is followed with the bench press. Okay. Yep. And now we get to the business end because now we do four sets of five trap bar deadlifts on a two-inch deficit. Okay. So you you know you've done you've done quite a bit of work at this point. Yep. You, your body's warmed up, and obviously by the time you finish this session, you, you then look back and go, oh, we've done like twelve or fourteen sets of bench press as well. Yeah. For five, you know. You think some of these body uh, powerlifting routines, they'll do, say, five sets of five on bench, and that's a session. Yep. We're doing 12 or 14 sets of five as a secondary lift. Yep. When, when we're already working something else, you know, heavier. Um, now, the four work sets of deadlifts will be... Usually, I'll, I'll go, say, like, session one literally could be something like 180, 190, 200, 210. Yep. And next week, we'll just put 10 kilo on everything. We'll yeah. just cycle this up over maybe six or eight weeks. Yep. But in order to not lose touch with the really heavy poundages, the next session in the week, two or three days later, we'll have the trap bar 
I have some free stands, almost like a power rack, but there's yeah. two little independent yep. stands to, to pull him off. And we might set the trap bar up at, say, 16-inch. Yep. And then I'll superset this with something like a 2-inch axle clean and push press. Nice. So we'll do... We usually do this. We work up to working weights and do six to nine rounds of singles. Okay. So it could be like a 750-pound pull on the trap bar. Right. And then a 220-pound clean and push press with a two-inch axle. That's awesome. And we'll rest rest a couple of minutes, then go again. And we'll do six to nine rounds of that. And then the following week, we'll put, say, 10 pounds on the trap bar, five pounds on the push press. Yep. And just run that for four, five, six weeks. Um, and then obviously later in the week we might do a, a full session of dinnies. Okay, so the um, so the dinnies would be done on their own. Yeah, but again, if, if you look at some of my videos, I'll, I'll superset dinnies with stupid stuff like I'll squat. Yeah, I've seen it. Pull yep. the dinnies. So again, what what I'm trying to do all the time. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I did something stupid like two ten single on the squat so yep. I squat 460 pound yep and then I pulled 395 on the dinny side by side <laughs> nice so nice like, what, 870 is it on the dinny and obviously the side by side dinnies is a different animal because it's it's much harder than the straddle um but, but my mindset is if I can pull that yeah after doing a squat or after doing a triple with 450 on the squat and then you come and stand over the dinnies when you you know you blow in your legs are you know, and then you pull that weight. When you go and stand over the dinnies fresh, you just think, "Why would this not go up now?" You know. Yeah, I'm. I mean, there's no you, way you've got to tra- you're right. training beyond the target weight all the time. Yeah, really. Yeah, and besides that, we talked about all the mental. Um, just think about that. All that mental tenacity you build before you stand over them. Um, unless you psych yourself out, they should come off the ground. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I, I, you know, I hate saying something easy, but they should, you know, as they say, uh, the air under the the, uh, stone like that, it's like the wind under the stone, it's like, boom, up they come, and that's the thing I like about what you're doing here is you are preparing the body and the mind to be able to be overloaded, and also at the same time, you're using with the bench press and everything. It's the beneficial blood and oxygen coming in, and you know, you and I both know. Unless you're telling yourself something different, you could make 250 pounds on a bench press feel like it's a thousand pounds. You know, yeah. and 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 the conditioning. That's the thing. Like, you're, no one's going to walk right in and just knock this stuff right off without. Oh man, two fifty now. I'm into the third round, and it's feeling heavy. You know, I mean, this is all mind, mental, body conditioning. To be able to take this, and that's why, obviously, when people see what you're doing and the success you've had, um, right up to this point, I'm sure you're going to have much more. Is it's this type of mental breakdown you're doing? Um, there's no doubt about it. The physical end is so big. But I'll tell you right now, how many people have we seen that have been physically gigantic and strong, but they just don't have it upstairs, man? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and and you know what? They go into these things, and they break. And and they're like, what the hell happened? I could lift. Nope. 
you got to be mentally prepared. I mean, we all have bad days, no matter how mentally yeah, sound you are. Um, yeah, you go in there and everything feels just awkward, and you heavy, you're tired, you're yep. tired, and that's yep. it. Yeah. Yep. And you know, sometimes but, you, you've got to just cut it short and think. And then the following day, you're fresh as a daisy. You yeah, know, yeah. And... yeah, but see, that's the power of learning because when you know it and you you feel a little down, things feel a little heavier than normal, you know, I'll do one thing where I might go out and just do one big heavy movement and move everything as, as much as I can, put everything away, and I'm done for the day. And you're right. Yeah. You come back the next time, and you're better than ever. And see, this is the secret that most people don't even understand. You cannot, I don't care, you know, they say, well, this guy's on steroids and this, that, and the other thing. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter. The body at any point could hit the wall, all right? And it's, mm-hmm. and the ones that survive and keep going and, and have record after record after record are the ones that know this. When it's time to back off, you back off. Because that's going to keep you going and creating bigger and bigger lifts. But the, it's the ones, unless it's a freak accident that just keep pushing, 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 you and I both know what ends up happening. You could get a permanent injury, a surgical injury, or an injury that's just going to sit you down for a month, okay? Yeah. So, you know, that's the smart thing. Um, I know that we talked about some of the routines, but I want to ask you this, too. Um trap bar i mean I, I i the thing that that i that i see more than any well what i like to do with it i do a lot is i'll do a trap bar and a dead start squat and, and then i'll do an isometric hold with the squat all right now obviously you got to be very careful with that for one reason because the way i do the isometrics is i start in i only have two rounds of that because of the extent of the heavy with the weight coming off the rods but I use and made up um, the uh, trap bar deadlift with it, and I stay in a medium. I, I usually, at that point, 350 to 400 pounds because the way I'm, I'm fading back and forth, and I put a ton of load on the back because I'm up to right now uh, 587 pounds coming off the rods with a six-second hold four inches up. Which is respectable. The, uh, is that on the squat? What's that on the squat? Right. So um, tomorrow I got a squat, so that will be five more pounds on top of that. The goal before I come out your way or anyway, um, I want to be able to cream a seven hundred pound with a six second hold, which would be very respectable. But that's a whole other show because we're training the old uh, Doctor Ziegler way. Um, um, with the midpoint, and um, it's it's absolutely brutal because I never knew the midpoint of the lift. Uh, you know, I'd done them for years in the rack, but I never ever knew that that was the most difficult point of the lift. And yeah. and the thing is, um, boy, you start loading weight on your spine. And John McKean and I are doing this whole thing together, Mark. And John's been doing this stuff for years and we're working all these programs out it's it's not only the squat it's a high pull from a certain point to another point it's the hardest point of the press from the chin to the top of the forehead with a hold all these things they're just vicious man you know deadlift with a hold the whole thing but i love the trap bar with that and tomorrow will be the same thing 
Um, and I'm finding, you know, obviously now I can go a little bit heavier because I do a few more rounds with the trap bar, obviously. But, you know, you talked about getting in the rack when you want to pull heavy with the, uh, or, well, not maybe not so much a rack, but you got to set up where you can pull off. Um, how important is like a partial of those to overload the body, you know, with everything, especially with stones? How, how, uh, how is that in your regimen consistently or is that once in a while or? Okay, Every go ahead. Week. Yeah. Every oh, week. Wow. Yep. 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 Every week. And you see at the minute, because the quest at the minute is this dinny walk in uh, two weeks' time, we've yep. got the gathering. Now, yep. to walk the dinny side by side, well, it's a big deal. Um, but it you is. see, the first thing you've got to do is pick the, the stones up side by side. And I believe there's only six people have ever done a side by side lift yep. out, of, out of the. 70 odd people that have done lifts now the way i view it if we're walking these stones the pickup has to be absolutely nothing because if you if you bust a gut picking the things up oh yeah you've got nothing left to walk yep so that's why i've trained these side-by-side lifts way beyond i think the most i've got to on a side-by-side on this run at the minute is about 410 kilos Holy God. So that's like, that's 80 above dinny weight. So hopefully, all, all things being equal on the day, the, the pickups just like bump, they're up. Yeah. And then we're off. And then we're off because we've still got energy. Now, there's a good chance they're going to go down two or three times over this 17 feet. So then you've got to pick them up again. It's brutal. And again. Yeah. And yeah. again. So those pickups, by training heavy side by sides, I can eliminate the pickup being difficult. And then we could just focus on shuffling. Oh, yeah. As you can imagine, you've got a third of a ton plus your body weight. Yep. If your feet don't want to come off the floor so much, and you've got the stones actually against your legs. Yeah, so yeah. You've got, to have, you've got to have this reserve to deal with that, and obviously the pickup can't be a, a problem. That's how, I, that's how I've broken it down in my analysis. So the idea is you've got to have the grip to hang on, and the pickup has to be easy, and then... We're left with the hardest bit, which is walking the damn thing. But um, yeah, I, I mean, every now and again, I chuck some really heavy straddles in. I got up to four sixty-seven, I think it was last week. That's awesome. That was a straddle, which is that we're we're up at like a thousand and twenty pounds or something like that. Aren't we? But you see, again, that's just to get the grip so that they don't feel difficult on the hands. Well, well, that's what <laughs> I, I... I know it sounds daft. I'm trying to make the stones feel light. On yeah, the day, yeah, they have to yep. feel light yep. or as light as they can. Yep. Now, they're, they're not going to feel light if I'm training at 280 or 300 kilos. No. Because they weigh 333. So right. You, you've got, it's, there's no easy way of cooking it, is it? You've got to go beyond. I, I think that's with everything now, especially what we like to do. You've got to go way beyond the limit, you know, and and here we go again with the mental thing. It's mm-hmm. like you you have to literally brand it right into your brain that you can do that. And that's something I want to hit, too, because we know you talked about the trap bar and the great ability with the grip, which is so essential. You have no grip. You're not carrying or, or, or holding anything. So do you mainly train? I, well, we know you use... Um, two-inch bars and all that. Do you do anything specific other than, and this is a big thing because everybody's well, do the training, other than the rings with the Denny's, the two-inch bar, the trap bar, do you do anything just specific for the grip, say like, um, 
you know, a grip machine, uh, you know, um, anything, uh, wrist rolling. Is there anything you do besides that that yeah. helps the grip? Well, like you say, I, I, obviously there's the dinny training. So yep. we're on we're on rings doing all hands. We're doing hooks. So we're covering all that. The two inch axle work gives you a huge carryover. Yeah, I do. Th- I um, think that. Yep. I never ever. I've never ever used lifting straps. Ever. Okay. All right. I just don't use them. So yep. all the time when I'm doing, if you look at that trap bar routine we were going through before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where you've got maybe including warm ups, twenty sets of, of lifts on a trap bar. And you're doing poles, you're doing stuff. So it's all it's in your hands. There's no there's no way of cheating it, is there? You know, it's in your hands. No. So all the time the grips being worked. Yep. Um, I do do quite a bit with the rolling thunder. Okay. I've recently bought you know the napalm nightmare. Off yep. The, yep. Yeah, I've got one of those, and but I don't ever do like big structured training sessions with it. Yep. Like at the end of a session, I might do. You know, a dozen triples on the napalm and just work up to something silly. And um, but and obviously, it's like anything; you can't do everything every night. No, you so. can't. You can't. But, I, but I, I, I think I've always, I've always been blessed with a good grip. Yeah. I mean, and that does help. There's no, you know, if Mother Nature touches you with something good, then it's a bit of a leg up. I remember as a kid in primary school. I don't know if if everyone's heard of the game Peanuts. Where you like you lock hands, yep. lock both hands with another guy. And it's to get you've got to push each other's hands over and like submit. You know what I mean? Sure. I could just do it. It was just weird. Never a problem. So much stronger than any other kid in the class. Yeah. And this is at like eight, nine, ten years old. Not yep. many. So if you've got naturally decent grip, strong tendons in your fingers, or whatever it is, that that does help. But there is no substitute for that. Um, well. Well, one thing I totally agree with you. I, I think that Apollo and Axel is the best grip out there. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, you can strengthen your fingers if you want. And do, like, I've got Titans. Tell I got all that stuff, right? Yeah. But I'll tell you this: there's nothing like using a thick bar and digging your finger, especially you know the one I have, obviously. And I, I'm not. I don't like doing uh, commercials for anybody, but you know, Iron Mines one I've had since the inception. There's no knurling on it either. So, but then Not again, nice. right. But I'll tell you one thing I like too. You know, we were talking about biceps and how important they are. Uh, many years ago, I got um, uh, it's it's as heavy as an Olympic bar. It's a curling bar, but. It's got the supinated handles in it, so it's very similar. It's not a trap bar with a diamond. It's out in front of you, but I use that bar a lot to curl with. Mainly, why? Because I don't want to mess around. But I'll, I'll tell you another thing. I this was in an, this was in a very old, um, I think Iron Man. I'm trying. Yeah, I think it was. And I've done this, and I've had no problems at all. Um, I've got like an original York um, one inch uh, bar. And mm-hmm. I've got the one-inch plates. You want to talk about curling because, I mean, you build a big back. You know, you got lats. And those bars, when you're a 300-pound guy, don't feel overly big to you anyways. And that's what I like about it. I love doing barbell curls with that bar because yeah. you can literally take your elbows, dig them into your lats, and curl that thing strict as hell. And I do them now if I do that. Um, I do like they used to do at the old York Barbell Picnics where they would find the best curler, but you couldn't 
like jerk it up or use your upper back or anything like that, I take and push my body right against the garage wall. That, yeah, that, that, oh yeah. my God. And that limits the hell out of what you can curl. Believe me. So I'll do it that way because I'm not looking to go out and do records with a barbell curl anymore. What I'm yeah, looking. This is it. That's, yeah. This is where you've got to train smart, like you said. Right, That's right. a training exercise. Yes, yes. Well, it's not an ego lift. No, no, no. no. Purely training. I mean, I do, I do, if I do a bit of bicep work or I do like lateral raises for shoulders, front yeah. raises for shoulders, the weight's laughable. But the way I do it, you don't need a lot of weight. Because no. if I'm doing lateral raises, my arms are as straight as they can go. They're not like bent arms with right. the big poop. Right, right. Right. And I, nothing moves. I just raise them up like a, just like lifting the wings on a bird, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't want to use massive weight on that. And and if you look at the mechanics and the leverage, if your arm is straight and it's 30% further out away from your body than if you kink the arm, you don't need as much weight. No, the you leverage, don't. The tonnage actually is the same. Yeah. These people that bend their arms and use like 50% more weight, well, it doesn't matter. They're not working any harder, and then with the minute they're doing all that jerking, swinging movement, well, that's it. Right, right. The injuries on the horizon. Like when Martin and I were talking, Martin Janzix and I were talking about. He does a lot of dumbbell curls. That's what you know. He starts yeah. them and brings them up. A lot of guys do that too. I like them, but um, I just like I like a straight bar to curl with. You know, regardless what I use, and occasionally. If I know I'm warmed up good, I will dabble with the Apollo and Axle, but I don't. I don't go bananas on it. Uh, you know, I don't feel I need to. I, you know, I, I can take a hundred pounds against a garage wall, super strict with that bar, and curl it. I feel that's more than enough, and it's doing the strong thing. And you know, when you talk about people bending elbows, Mark, that's it. I think right away to stone lifting because how many guys have torn their biceps with a bent arm like that? You yeah. never, never bend your arms that elbow everything you need to be straight you're you're not using your arms basically to lever this thing i mean you're pushing through your feet your lower back your hamstrings obviously the arms play into a big time but the idea is not to make it an arm exercise and these guys that blow their arms out they lift it incorrectly and make it an arm exercise and that's where you get in trouble but i just think that the trap bar with everything that's out there as far as, you know, taking it and bringing it right over to Stone Success is probably the best thing you could ever use out there. I mean, it's safe. It's a full body movement. And I just think that, yeah, we're, we're talking squats, overhead, all that stuff, you know, trap work, the whole thing. Great stuff. But I just think for the safety, for the biceps, and the overall strength, like when you're saying, well, you lose 20 pounds uh, as opposed to a straight bar. Who cares? If you're yeah. if you're deadlifting in the eights, I don't really care about 20 more pounds, man, because I'm using, uh-huh. you know, you're using it for obviously. See, this is this is the thing. When you're going and lifting these heavy stones, most of these guys that are um, doing enormous weights with a deadlift most of these guys aren't going and lifting stones of that magnitude and i mean when we've had bill crawford on here i've talked about people have come and come over here that got massive deadlifts that struggle with a 240 pound atlas stone they can't they might be able to lap it that's as far as it goes see it's a good point that that you've raised because 
if you if if you analyse the way I train, right, I, I occasionally I put my belt on. Yep. So I'm I'm what I call street clothes strong. Hell yeah. I, I don't I don't wear wrist supports. You know I put I only put the knee sleeves on to protect my legs when the stones are dragging up the sides because they just rip your legs to pieces. Yep. So that, I think that's where you get the carryover. Like we, I've got these Atlas stones quite recently. I did used to have some a few years ago, but got rid of them. Anyway, I've got some more Atlas stones, but I don't use tacky. I don't use anything. Don't put my belt on. Now, if you shoulder a 120 kilo Atlas stone yep. with no belts, no tacky, you know, there's no way of like, there's no Indian rope trick going on, is there? No, no, no. That's raw as can be. Like, say, you get these guys that are 800 pound deadlift, but when you actually look at the deadlift, they use. An eight foot twenty seven mil bar. Yep. So the, the bar is at ten inches before the weights come off the ground, maybe eleven. They use figure of eight straps. Yep. So you can lift it on your fingertips and take another two or three inches out of the pole. They might be in a deadlift suit. So when you start removing all these bits and pieces, the trap bar that we have is so stiff, doesn't give you any flex. No. It's just this no. big engineered beast of a thing, and it's all thick. It's almost over-engineered because the steel's not the best. So what they've done, they've used thicker pieces of steel to yep. like compensate for the lack of spring in the steel. But it doesn't yep. give you anything off the deck. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, you can get drawn into some people's videos and, and like an untrained eye can't see the gimmicks or the tricks. Right, right. It's like when I squat. I'm not. I mean, I've squatted 300 kilo with just a belt, but yep. when I'm training, I'm using at the minute. I use squats purely to assist this dinny pro, this dinny um, challenge. Yeah. Now, if I decide to peak for a big squat, then I would I would run it differently. But when I'm doing say 220, 230 kilos with no belt for a pause single, yeah, then, then jumping onto the dinnies or jumping onto a trap bar. You know, you might get a guy who squats 280 kilos going, oh, he's way behind, he's 50 kilos behind, but that's 230 kilos stood in a pair of shorts and a T-shirt. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot more yeah. in the tank if you look at it. Well, let me let me tell you, how many guys you know are, are nailing 500 pounds raw? I mean, come on, will yeah. you? And you yeah. know, and you and you hit the nail right on the head when you take one piece and then another off. Let's see what you are then. Let's just see what you can train. We'll give you a belt. What can you hit with a squat raw with just a belt on? And and it's the same way with overhead too. You know, yeah. overhead lost its appeal obviously because way back in the days of Alexi and they ran it out of the, the of the, of the Olympics. Yeah, they got rid of the press and that yeah, was a mistake. That, that was the biggest mistake. And what my point is, you know, and the the bench press is very good when it's done strict, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the deal: uh, let's say you're a 400 pound bench press, so the majority of guys, unless they were super strong, would struggle with cleaning and putting 200 over their head. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. so you know, when you want to talk about facts, when you want to talk about movements that deliver, you know, my feeling is this. I used the bench press close grip with the Apollo dead start in the rack for one reason. As I truly believe when you carry the Husafel, uh, I want to have, I've, I've carried them. Uh, the center of your chest to me 
is very, very important when you're carrying things like that and wrapping it. Yeah. All right, that so weight, that weight on your chest. It, kill, stop the air. it kills you, brother. Um, like here, it's going to be hot as hell. Tomorrow's going to be even hotter and humid. I've got stonework to do tomorrow, too. I've got to carry. Number one, when you have no air to breathe, it's tough. But when you have an object that big laying on your chest and keeping up high as you can with your vision still there, um, I'm telling you right now, don't even fit, you know, and, and we're not even talking about wrapping a forearm against each side of over eight and a half inches that's hotter than hell because it's waiting to go sitting out in the sun. You've got to have all those ingredients to do it. And that's why I try to tell people, you know, you don't, you said it before, you can't go heavy on everything. You've got to know how to plug in auxiliary movements, but these are movements that are going to help you in your quest, no matter what kind of stone lifting you're going to do. But then again, obviously, too, which is a great point with the Apollon and everything else, is this. You've got to have the hands, and if you're going to carry things like Husafels and that or Atlas, you better damn well have forearms and biceps. I mean, you got to have fingertips to shoulders, tops to the shoulders, traps. Yeah. Because if not, look, I've been there. You're only going to go so far with something. I mean, you know, we could get into everything, but I mean, you basically got to be turbocharged from head to toe. But my point is just giving that point of a stone. And one thing I want to tell people, too, um, if it's extremely hot, I'll tell you right now, and if you're not using tacky or whatever, like last week in my garage, it was over 107 degrees, and I was uh, scheduled to pull. Uh, the Husa Steels out of my uh, uh, power rack where we built this awesome uh, loading piece that goes right into it with the rods going through it. Um, I did it half of what I was using. Why? I couldn't even keep tape on my wrists. It yeah, was so... Yeah. And everybody's like, whoa, shouldn't you train that heavy? I said, yeah, you know what's going to happen? That slips out of my forearms. I got a broken foot. All right? Uh, you know, this is the thing. What is it? Is one workout going to kill your chance of going and lifting a Husafel stone? Well, if it does, then everybody's not going to lift it. And mm. the sooner you get that mentality out of you, I mean, look, it's hot. You know, it, you can't hold these stones. I know people, we've even at times used tacky. When it's 110 degrees in there, tacky doesn't even stick, folks. Yeah, it does nothing. Yeah. Okay, chalk all it does is cake up on you. So you know what? You got to go in there with all that raw power you got. Keep drying the forearms off with a good towel. Get right on that stone and nail it because within 30 seconds you're going to be dripping wet again. So, you know, these things, you know, it's not only the trap bar. You heard Mark saying the way they set things up. It's the idea of not only becoming your best, but what it does, it mentally fortifies you. And in the end, when you decide, you know, you have your goal, all right, we're going to do the dinnies this year. Maybe next year we walk. But everything is a sequence of events where you get stronger. But the mental end is so huge. You can put yourself in such duress that when Mark goes to the gathering in a couple weeks, and we know he's going to walk him, but I, I, and I'll have him on after, but I'm positive he's going to tell me, yeah, I built all this strength, all this, but what's the one thing he had that most people don't have? He built confidence. And when you have that type of confidence level, unless something freak happens to you, you've got it, man. Take it away. 
Yeah, I think you'd spot on. Yeah, everything you just said. Um, the men, any sport is so mental. The yep. big, big occasions always. It's like penalty shootouts, and the guy that holds his nerve, you know. Yeah. Just, I mean, they just had the, the the soccer World Cup, the football World Cup, and there's those penalty shootouts. It's not 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 really ability when they miss a penalty. It's it's nerve, bottle, yeah. you know. Yeah. Sure. The, do, do, you know. Well, I'll tell you this, Mark, and we'll, we'll wind up. Is this? This is my opinion. I'll, I'll send it to you. I mean, I played a lot of sports. I've never played, you know, soccer, rugby, obviously, but I played everything else, you know, at least with baseball and football and all those things. But I'll tell you this, in my opinion, and I'll ask you right after this, is this. Weightlifting to me, no matter how you want to put it together, we'll say physical culture, we'll just put everything together. And I'm talking the real stuff. Um, I've never met anything that has tested me or fortified me the way that has number one and number two i love about it stones anything should you not succeed at that point you can't blame anything all you could say i was tired or whatever but it's the finality is right there either you lift the stone or, or it doesn't come off the ground either you pull the trap bar or it doesn't come off the ground you squat it it doesn't it either comes off you know, when you whether you're doing them with me with dead start or you pull it off the saddles, come down and, and you come up, you know, obviously you're going to have spotters or you'll have something in a rack to save you so you can crawl out from under it. That's what I always love and will always love about what we do. It's the finality. You get it or you don't. Take it away. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, like you say, with the, this gathering's coming up and – the way I see it, sat here, it's two weeks tomorrow. Yep. The training's been done. We're, yep. we're now on like a bit of a deload. We're just building energy levels and making sure the hands are in good condition. Yep. The training's been done. I know I can lift them. I've lifted them that many times. I know I can walk. How far we can walk, we don't know. How many put-downs will be, we don't know. That's like the game. That's how the game will unfold. But the best bit that... It's, it's almost like a bit of madness, really. Yeah. The best thing is, if something goes wrong in two weeks, and it could, you know, anything can happen, I'll be back the year after. Oh, I know you will. I'll yeah, probably d- be back in three months, or four yeah. months, or five yeah. months. And it's a bit like a dog with a bone. And anybody that knows me knows that, that's in a way, that's what makes... I wouldn't want to try and beat me, you know what I mean? Because right, think, right, right. Right. There was, we've got some boxers in this country. There's a guy called David Hay. You might have heard of him in America. Yep. He was pretty good. And he, he fought a, a guy from Liverpool called Tony Bellew. Who, who's like, he's a bit more of a scrapper. He's not like a purist boxer, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he had a fight a couple of years ago, and David Hay actually snapped his Achilles tendon, ah. and Bellew won the fight. But before the fight, everybody said Hay would win, and Hay said he would win. And this guy, Tony Bellew from Liverpool, who's a bit more of a... He's just a tough brawler. He actually said to David Hay, the only way you'll beat me is if you knock me out. Yep. If you do not knock me out, I will get up and I will come back at you. Yeah. And I think he got inside David Hay's head because Hay couldn't knock him out. And he didn't beat him. And they had a rematch a few months ago. 
because obviously the Hague got injured and Bellew thought, well, did I beat him? Was it because he was injured? So they had this rematch and Bellew absolutely annihilated him again. <laughs> because he had that mental thing that yep. you've got to knock me out. You have to nearly kill me to stop me type of thing. Yeah. And um, obviously it can be a bit dangerous, that mindset. But my view is I'm doing it in two weeks. Oh, if it doesn't yeah. happen, I'll do it. I'll do it some other time. It will happen. Yeah. You know, you just got to keep going and keep pushing, and that's how that's how I feel. Things set you back, but you can't you can't stop destiny. So you know. no, no, and, and with the hoops about, you know you're going back there, and you're going to pick it up and carry it around the pen. I've got big plans for that. I hope yeah. we'll see how everything flows out. But it'd be great if you, I, and Martin, and whomever else, because Charlie wants to go over too. Yeah, I've, you know, I've got it. I've always had it. I've had it in my head for a few years. Once I saw it in World's Strongest Man, you know, when Stan Carlson. Yep. I think he won that event, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. I don't remember if he did or not. I don't remember. Was but, it the Africa Stone? It was all based around that Husafelt thing, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Yep. It did fascinate me. This four hundred pound slab and picking it up and carrying it and, and and it's always been on a back burner. So I think this might happen next year, Eric. I think if you're coming over and uh, Martin's up for it. I might have to jump on board if they'll let me get it, crash the party. That would be awesome, man. Um, that 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 would be like um, I don't. You love It'd it. Just be something good to get me because I, I could I could reevaluate training and refocus training, and it's still like heavy, gritty stuff that you've got to kind of. Every session's going to be a bit brutal, and uh, well, you know, you've got that, that prize at the end of it and saying I've done it, you know. Yeah, and if we could get, you know, if we could do that whole tour, that would be even better. But I don't know everybody's yeah. time. But I'll tell you what, I don't know who can go, if anybody, but I'm definitely going to go to Lotra and get those five stones. Um, they're yeah. they're vicious. And the nice thing with the Husafel is this, you know, think about this. Um, the stone feels like talc. There's really nothing as far as a handhold to get your fingers in. A lot of guys tip it and do this and that. Um, I'm not doing it this time. I'm going to pull it like uh, we like the ones I have here. It looks like the shield. That's the way I'm training. That's yeah. the way I'm lifting it. Roll it yeah. Off the floor, yeah. yeah, that's it. And then, you know, most people don't know with that sheep pen, uh, ladies and gents, it's not um, it's not blacktop. It's uh, down, around, up. There's – yeah. You know, oh, yeah, it's, it's – there's shale. And also, when I was there in 11 again – um, some of the stones from the bottom of the sheep pen, I don't know if that's the way they always were, because I don't remember looking at them in eight like that. Um, if not, they're popping out a little bit. And I'll tell you one thing, if you don't know your way around a little bit or stay away from it, boy, oh boy, you ever trip on one of those, you're going to be dead. I mean, it. I mean, carrying something that might with the speed to get around there, because you're not just going to walk like a day in a park with that thing. Um, and get around and still be able to hold it. Those are things you got to be cognizant of. But I will tell you this. It will be one of the most beautiful adventures you've ever had in your life. And if I can get somebody or AE's got time, you know, I think it's like about six or seven hours because it's on the other side of the fjords to go to Latra. Um, and you got the three big stones, and then you got, like I said, the column, and you've got the Judas stone. And that Judas stone, if I remember, is like 275, but it's the same thing like with the Inver. It's a very tricky um, stone that would break in half if it can, uh, literally. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, when people say, well, 
you know, you're going to lift a 400-pound stone. That's only 275. Uh, be be before you say that, rethink uh, rethink yeah. what 275 is, all right? It's a different style stone. You know, those things, as we know, they can feel like a 500-pounder when you're going to go lift that off the ground. So um, it, it, it's, it's a great journey, and it's a great thing that we all do. And the new people that are coming into stone lifting, you see, you know, with the Ard Blair stones, I was saying to Charlie the other night, you know, I, I, I give him – all the kudos in the world because think of all the young kids that are going and lifting those Atlas stones. Even if they lift the 40-pounder and that's it. What you're doing, it doesn't mean they're going to do it the rest of their life, but it could mean, you know, you're setting that it's spark off. Yeah, yeah. Getting them yeah. I yep. mean, I have, I have two girls, they're five and eight, and uh, they're always coming out, yeah. picking up yeah. 56-pound ring weights. And- yeah, yeah. The, you know, they'll load one of the Diddy rings up and do two hand lifts on one ring, and you know, they just love it. You know, well, AE was saying it was real interesting because now she's going to a lot of these events, you know, with, with the production of granite. She was saying some of these kids, you wouldn't believe uh, the smile on their face when they do it because everybody obviously is pushing them to do it. But what she noticed is they walk away and their chests are held higher and yeah, they got a bit, yep, yeah. Now, if you keep building a, a young boy or girl, confident man, yeah, they, they'll do anything they want in the world. And if not, they'll know how to find somebody that can do it. And that's the whole process that we need here on the show and all the events that you guys are involved in to keep doing this because you can create an army literally of and and it goes for any age i mean there's a lot of people as we all know 30s 40s 50s 20s they have no confidence man and they're stuck in things they don't want to be in but they don't know how to get the hell out of it and i've always said weightlifting stone lifting physical culture we call it that is the key to build your life. And if you understand it and, and you work with people, you will become the best you could ever be. Um, comment on any of that, brother. Um, give out any information you want. I will give mine and hang on the line. And we'll get together after the gathering. I want to hear everything. So take it away. Yeah, just to reiterate that, I was just saying about like, my two girls, they, they're always doing stuff. And uh they kind of go to school telling the friends what they've lifted, and there's there's a chap that comes around training with us. I don't know if I mentioned him last time I was on. He broke his neck a year ago. Okay. And he, he slipped over in a freak accident, and it was a really bad break and really risky. But he actually pulled through without any surgery. He had a collar on for five months, and he asked me, he said, "Can I come do some training to try and strengthen all my neck and my back?" And and, he, and he's unbelievable the difference he's made in a matter of months. Sure, sure. And uh, he lets his little lad come round, uh, Freddie. He's only about seven. Yep. And, and he says to his dad, can I go and train with the world's strongest man? <laughs> well, who am I to tell him I'm not? You know. What I mean? That's right. So, Hell yeah. We, we've got to play along with that. Yep. And uh, when he comes round, he'll say, like, I want to break 10 world records. So what, you just give him things to lift. And it, yeah. He just thinks he's smashing world records. And then he's, he's like, like you say, he's Superman. And... Um, Natalie and Emily, they do the same. They yeah. love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. You know. Every now and again, I put videos on when they're doing these things. Yeah, I've seen. Yep. Just got to rein them in a little bit because they've got that madness that the dad's got where they want to go a bit further. <laughs> a bit further than, yeah. You know. But yeah. yeah, it's all good. And, and it's, 
as long as it's done carefully and safely, I don't see how anything negative can come from it, really, because... Not at all. It gives them confidence with everything they do, schoolwork, tests, sports yeah. days. You know, they don't get nervous about things. And... No, they know how to apply their power everywhere. And they're just physically in good shape and yeah. strong, which yeah. how could that ever be a bad thing? It's never a bad thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what else you got, brother? Um, not a lot, really. I mean, I'm just uh, ready to train tomorrow. We're going to do a steady session tomorrow on the Storms. Maybe a bit of walking, a bit of Atlas Storm work. Steady week next week. Nothing mental next week, hopefully. Right. And rain it in a bit. And then a week, the week after, we'll just back everything right off. Very little, just a bit of stretching. And then we're off north of the border for the gathering. That's awesome, man. Magic. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be really good. I mean, there's more people going this year. There's more yeah. events. Yeah. Like you said, chart. Charlie's yep. got his uh, Ardblair Stones, the Inverstone's yep. coming up. I, be- I think Andy Kearney might be pressing the Inverstone again for everybody, which would be nice. Some- something to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, just, just on that pressing of the Inverstone, something we were saying before about training beyond what's required. I, I remember reading something that Andy Kearney said when he pressed the Inver. Because yep. the-, the Inver weighs about 122 kilo. Yep, and and Andy's view was if you don't if you can't press 160 on a bar, you're not going to press the inver. Yeah, so yeah. you've got to go way beyond in the gym. Yeah, to manage these things because nothing's nice about that stone. It's not got a handle. It's not balanced. So you you've got to have that reserve of strength to manhandle it and press it. You know, and it's a bit like the, when you were saying about 800 pound deadlifters who struggled to pick up a yeah. 250 pound atlas stone. Yeah, you know? yep, yep. Yep. It's a different yeah. it's a different beast, but I'll tell you what, anybody that loves to do this stuff, you need to at least go tackle stones once in your life. And yeah. if you really like it, you need to get started on them because I think well, I know. You're gonna find um a part of you that you never even knew existed. You're going to change mentally even more. And a lot of people eventually, yeah, we know you got to do weight training. It's essential. But the stones will dominate and take you because that's just the way they are. Because, you know, it's like Steve Jack used to say, you know, barbells are made to lift. And that's no disrespect to a barbell, believe me. They're not easy, but stones are defiant, and there's no doubt about it. You know, so yeah, they just want to sit there and laugh at you, the stones. Pretty they? much. They don't care one way or the other, so... Um, well, anything else, Mark? Uh, no, not really. I think all I would say is uh, keep me posted on this Husafelt mission. I think, I think, uh, yeah, definitely. I'd love to get on definitely. board with that. Without uh, a doubt. If you've got any, if you've got any info on the Husafelt and the other Icelandic stones, if you get a minute, if you could ping them across to me, that'd be, uh, be good. I will. I will. Yeah, you know. yeah, I've got some old stuff around somewhere. I'll dig it up and I'll send it to you. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Mm. Oh yeah, I'd love to do that. All right, so this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our big product to date. Also, too, go out to our Prosperity page on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. That is investment in a company that's been delivering since day one. We are up approximately five years with FBC. Motivation and Muscle will be up officially uh, the end of September of this year for four years, which is incredible. Um, also, too, um, 
and I want to thank Lance Keen for uh, uh, the nice compliment about the show and, um, you know, saying that this show has, you know, really bro- has broadened stone lifting and everything else. You know, as he said, you're bringing stuff all over the world that we never got before, and he thanked me for that. And I thank him for that because, you know, we work damn hard here, and every once in a while it's nice to get a pat on the back, believe it or not. Um, but I know what I've been told, and I know that we're just going to keep going further and further, and who knows what's coming down the road with everybody that's united here. Who knows what we'll be putting out, what we'll be videoing, but it's only going to get bigger and better. Um, I just feel here we've just scratched the surface, but I want to get over and do my thing, obviously, too. I've got a lot of plans with John McKean. We want to put out all this power rack stuff we're doing. I can tell you this. The stuff we're doing, you've never seen out there before. Never. I guarantee it. Um, I think a lot of it's probably going to go over a lot of people's heads, or they're going to be like, well, what are you doing that for? That doesn't work. You know, go ahead, because if you want to do that, you know, then you'll be sitting five years from now saying, Jesus, I haven't even lifted that 200-pound stone. But that's a whole nother show. But that's what I mean. That's a creative process here, and that's what we'd love to do. Um don't forget, if you'd like Mark and I to do a show, um, Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. Don't forget motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. You can go out and look at the shows I've done with Mark. This show should be up tomorrow, without a doubt. Um, also, too, sign up for a free newsletter at motivationmuscle.com. Um, also, to come on in, advertise, or as I say, invest in the business. We'll invest in you. It's all out there on MotivationMuscle.com with my personal phone number. I don't want to go back and forth other than talk to you. That's the way men, women, they, you know, that's the way to do business. You know, if I could meet you in person and shake your hand and look you in the eyes, I'd do it that way. But most people are all over the world. So this will have to work for now. Um, also, too, as I said, uh, you can go out if you'd like Mark and I do a particular show or even talk more about the trap bar, as I'm sure we're going to get questions more about it. We will do that, too. Um, also, go out to um, iTunes and Stitcher, five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We thank you all for that. If you want to get M&M in your car 24-7, AHA directory, it's called AHA. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, five words of inspiration can change your life. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. That might be all they get. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, squat it, pull it, press it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And as a great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher says, in blood red on it, domination. We are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says when i hear your shows and listen i swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers it's more like a tidal wave my friend and the tidal wave is getting higher and higher frank klein my greatest business college professor repetition 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 winners never quit quitters never win my dad be a leader not a follower be a leader not a follower john ridge my greatest chiropractor ever would walk people to the door every patient and say keep smiling also be a steward of strength don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we're not going to kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house spread these shows out 
Tell your friends. I'm telling you right now. Go back to my first show. It's just incredible to see what's happened here in the last four years, the growth of me and the guests and everything. It's just unreal. Um, We're going to be around for the next 30 years. Um, You need us, and we need you. Uh, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And I don't know many people that would say that in today's world. Before I sign off with Mark, remember this. The world is asking from something from you. It's not the other way around. And remember this, too. You all came into the world as winners. No one came here as a loser. Be a winner, be a champion, and be unstoppable. Mark, excellent show. Um, you yeah. know, you And, you know, obviously the big success in two weeks. We'll have you back on. But thanks for coming on. It's always an honor. And, you know, you've got some great, great training um, and obviously, I know your success is here in two weeks. So, thanks again, brother. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks for having me on, and um, happy birthday again for yesterday. Thanks, brother. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, before we go. <laughs> that's good. But uh, we'll talk to you in maybe within the month. Um, you know, anything you got film wise, you're welcome to put it out on Etched in Stone because, you know, I want everybody, if they don't know you, to see the stuff you're doing. And as I said, Uh, This show will be up tomorrow. So, for Mark Haydock, it's Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. As I said, we'll have Mark back on either within a month or sooner, depending on his time and what's going on here. So, have a great weekend, everybody. I got Gareth Denyer up um, at 3 o'clock this afternoon, and then we got Stevie Shanks on Monday. So, have a great week, and, and we will talk to you soon. And get out there and trap bar your life off.